What's up, DGens? Welcome to another episode of Kyabo Genesis Trial by Fire. Please make sure you check out our Twitter at Kyabo Genesis for all updates pertaining to the show. Now, let's get it started. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Kyoba Genesis Trial by Fire. And with me, always from the Kyoba team, we have the Chief Justice of the Underground Citadel himself, Melon Apple. And with us today, we have Sector A Security, guys. They're, they're going to be locking down the soul space for us. But hackers, if you just want to introduce yourself and a little bit about yourself and then about your project, and then we'll get Iceman up when he's ready. Yeah, absolutely. So this is Hackers Agents. You can follow me on Twitter or uh, I'm also the lead of Secret Squirrel Association, one of them on there, which was a recovered rug. But, uh, you know, I've been in the security industry about 25 years. I uh, jumped into Solana in October and uh, really fairly quickly found out all the security issues. So I, I convinced a bunch of people who've worked for me before to come in this space and start building. And really what we're looking at is you know, short and long term, we're, we're going to get into depth and kind of collect intelligence. And then uh, we've done a lot of prototyping of things that can protect in the space. So we're, we're just going to start building and grow a community that helps build and lock down the space. Awesome, man. Uh, that's that's good to hear um, that people who are experienced in the cybersecurity industry are, are finally coming in and saving the day, <laughs> and <laughs> to be honest. We got ice up here. So. Ice, if you want to introduce yourself as well, man. Hey, yeah. Can you guys all hear me? Yes, yes sir. You're sir. good. Awesome. Thanks for the uh, intro. Yeah, my name's Chris. Um, I've been work- working with Jason for the last 10 years or so. I've uh, been in cybersecurity field for about the same amount of time. Uh, about the last six months, I've switched over to uh, work on a Web3 project, uh, data aggregation. And uh, it's been really interesting. And we're really looking forward to, uh, you know, Sector H is really looking forward to securing this space a little bit more because so many bad actors out there and no one really knows what to do. So we're really excited about what we got going on. Oh, cool. So can you guys tell us a little bit about like the solutions that you have for the problems that you identified in the space? Yeah, I'll, I'll dive in on that. Um, I, I mean, there's a couple of things, and I'll just kind of go through our evolution. We, we, we spent quite a bit initially realizing Discord was kind of the problem, and um, we built some bots initially kind of prototype to to track things and automate shutting down. But, you know, the challenge with Discord is it's a it's a crappy tool, and it's not really building in the, the space. So, so we kind of shelved that for a while right now. And um, we may bring that back out later, as that seems to be one of the bigger challenges. But we, we did some prototyping on that. And then, you know, one of the challenges you always have in security is you've got to have enough data to, to really sort of understand and then take that data and use it to prevent stuff. So, so the first thing we're, we're going to come out with here in, um, you know, kind of timing with our Mint is really sort of an intelligence source where you can search and we're going to crowdsource submit bad actor data into it. So like you think domains, Discord users, all the stuff you put in your report scam stuff and ideally being able to automate that to us from there would be key. Um, Collect that data centrally because what you'll see is that'll power like block lists and phantom. Um, You know, we'll be able to power tools in Discord as a bot. And that. So we've really got to get through that collection phase in a really good, solid place where people can search and submit. And then that'll start to power other communities and projects underneath once that data comes in. And we, we've got quite a bit of data in it already um, from the back end, just from scraping it from places. So what are some of the stories that sort of motivated you to to do stuff like this? You know, like, um, have you heard any particular user stories that sort of stand out to you and made you want to build uh, specific types of tools to, to, you know, I guess, help solve the problems? Yeah, I mean, there's a new story every week. It's, it's, it's quite interesting. So, so I didn't say it in the beginning, but I work in incident and response and forensics. And I mean, that's like ransomware, stuff like that. So I'm constantly dealing with nation state attackers and organized crime. And, you know, you have some of the same people in this space. 
But uh, I mean, the key on the tooling is you need the foundation to be able to, to go beyond that. And, and some of the stories that are interesting is, I mean, there's an entire Discord we tweeted about that's still up. It's been up for probably almost two months and it's just a pure wallet drainer suggesting people get whitelist. And, you know, they give you like 15 minutes to claim the whitelist. You go up and connect your wallet, you get drained and, and it still isn't shut down. And, and I mean, that, that's that, that's just part of the issue you have in this space where somebody's kind of reaching out, getting things, doing that. Whereas if that stuff was blocked through a wallet, it would just be like you wouldn't even be able to connect to it. So that, that's kind of key there. Um, some of the other, you know, very interesting stories. I, I mean, myself, I, I almost got hit through a scam on Twitter and it just goes to show you how good these people are. I, I sent something to Magic Eden and like a guy comes from Magic Eden support. It looks so close to the same real handle. And I start talking to the individual and, and then fairly quickly, you know, with the questions being asked, I realized, oh my God, this is a scammer. I'm not even on real Magic Eden support. And I said, God, I couldn't imagine just somebody else in this community you know, they, they've got to be getting owned because they're so crafty the way the fishing and stuff is done. So, it, you know, you just sat back and said, all right, well, how, how do we start making things that, you know, first we're going to be in a whack-a-mole with them, but then we can get to eventually a, a prevent, you know, even if you did do stuff, you're kind of preventing some of that. And there, there's always going to be weaknesses. We just want to make it harder. That's what you want to do. Make it not worth the, the benefit of the cost. Yeah, yeah, I think that that is like the solution, right? You want to make it so that if they're going to try to conduct these scams, they're not going to be profiting from it. And then they just basically stop. Um, in terms of that, you know, what, what's your approach to actually getting them to either invest more resources or to prevent the amount of profit that they can actually attain? Yeah, so, so preventing the profit, I mean, if you think, let's just take the Discord stuff. I mean, this week I was in a Discord and, you know, I'm working with the team a little bit. Somebody had taken over one of their admin accounts and then was posting, you know, sort of a drainer through the Discord and, you know, they were just linking it all over. So if you got spammed on that, you, you know, several people went over and they clicked and they got drained. So, I mean, there's solutions where you can take the Discord accounts we're collecting. You can take certain naming conventions and things like that that are used by common attackers. You can also, um, based on certain characteristics of a user, you can shut down those links automatically. I know there's some things in Discord now, but they might not be using the right analytics. I mean, it's pretty easy to see sometimes if somebody's only got one server and then they're trying to hit you and things like that. That's a pretty common scammer characteristic. So, so we're looking at those different characteristics. We've mapped out a bunch of them. And, you know, those are things that we're going to tie into eventually tools that help stop things as we move forward. Cool. Like, I mean, for our Discord, we're using Hashbot. Um, are you familiar with them at all? No, I have not uh, heard that, but I imagine, is it looking at the hash of images and stuff or is it something else? Uh, I, one of the big things that it, Hashbot does for us is uh, one of the things that you mentioned, which was like the weird characters. Sometimes it's very difficult to identify individuals and actually ban them because they use special characters in their name that prevent, so if it's like uh, the name administrator, right? If you type in administrator using your keyboard, you're not going to be able to find these individuals in your member list. Um, and actually, that's because they use a special like character set. And then if you use Hashbot and then you you know input all these special characters, anybody who uses these special characters will be automatically banned. Yeah, right? that, that's exactly you know that's good. They have something like that, and I mean that's a common attack technique is to change you know certain things too like your i and your l and things like that so that it's really hard to tell too yeah definitely so i i guess my question would then be you know what what sets you apart from these um these existing technologies and uh what's what are what are some of your like largest competitors and can you like poke holes in their defenses and see you know say why you guys are um, the better solution yeah, and, and I mean, I think, you know, going to the scored, I, I, I think we're going to let others like Hashbot run with those first. Um, you, you know, ideally, I, I'd rather power them than compete with them. So that's probably the first thing. We're, we're, we're looking to collaborate. And the way you do that is by collecting intelligence 
and then pushing that intelligence to everyone else. So, so for example, you know, Phantom's got a block list and can actually block attacks, but I can tell you we find stuff every day that we diff against Phantom and we're the first ones dealing with it and seeing it. So, you know, it's about speed, it's about getting it to Phantom, not necessarily competing with their block list, you know, the hash bot. It's like getting them the data versus competing with it. So, so I think, you know, you're going to see, we're going to come from a different angle because I've been through five startups in my life. This is kind of like this. You're going to go with the foundation because no one started centralizing things they need to prevent stuff moving forward. So that's going to be one difference. You know, our, our group's built by security people. We come from the space. We live in it. We deal with attackers daily. We, we've been around enough to know how to help power other communities to do it. So, so I don't see us as a competitor to anyone in this space. And when I started looking at the security folks, um, you know, first off, this is kind of interesting, but a lot of them don't respect the NFT community. They don't want in it. They don't want to deal with it. It took me a while to convince my current team to get in the space. And, you know, there's there's always this joke, well, I can just right click an image and most of them never gone deeper and understood what's really going on over here. Um, but having been through multiple startups, uh, I realized kind of what's going on and you've got a lot of building, you've got a lot of things that need to be flushed out. And if you're first to do it over here, uh, I'm looking at the long-term vision where the current security players, none of them are touching this part of the blockchain space at all. And when we go look at the current security tools, most of them are not detecting what we're seeing either because we're down in the ground on it. And it's the Solana community that is sometimes detecting it, but they don't know how to organize it and use it effectively because they don't come from that space. So, so hopefully that helps kind of detail what we're, we're seeing over here and how we're approaching it. Yeah, actually, one of the ways that I see a lot of cybersecurity companies operate within crypto is rather than working on prevention, they deal with the victims of scams and then they contact you know centralized exchanges and make sure that the um, hackers assets are frozen and making sure that those assets can be returned to the rightful individuals um, is that something that you're also looking into as well as you know you guys have so much experience in the space will you be able to do that sort of stuff which is not something that any i've seen anybody doing because it's so complicated and because um, you know, in the NFT space, you first have to sell it and then you got to do all these other things. Um, so it, it does very much complicate the matter. But um, yeah, I, I would say know. it's it's not an immediate. And, and, you know, I mean, we negotiate with the ransomware actors on our side and some people are looked at, you know, bad or good if they do that. But uh, I mean, I've, I've dealt with that in my career of negotiating with ransomware actors and stuff. But there, there comes a lot of rules in with if they're in certain countries and things like that, that you got to be really careful about if you're paying them a small fee or whatever it might be. So, so there's ways like, you know, I like what people are doing right now with the royalties, but I'm sure there's going to be problems with that at some point. It's not really easy, like you said. Um, but, but we were looking at, you know, is there a way to negotiate stuff back at, at a lower fee, things like that. Um, but, but I also worry that the, the namespace here and your brand I'm not sure people in Solana are ready to be saying you're enabling people by paying them less and things like that. So we, we've kind of stepped back and don't want to touch that yet. I think we've got a long way to go of kind of building out tools that can be used for prevention before we would get into kind of pulling back and claiming. And I know there's some people do there, but I, I'd rather focus on the prevention than the chasing afterwards and make it harder for them so that the, the number of people attacking goes down. Yeah, agreed. Uh, prevention is definitely better than Pro, pro act, being proactive is better than being reactive, right? Always. Um, in yeah, terms of, I mean, uh, if you look at it, you, you've oh, got sorry. kind of the the detection. Detection's great, but you know, th then you've got like, how do you reduce the impact after you detected it? And that, that's kind of how I look at it: is how, how do I reduce the impact, and how do I make it hard? And that's kind of the two. I think fundamentals that we'll be driving from. Can we prevent it? If not, how do we reduce the impact of the damage? Yeah. So, so you're tackling it from a proactive standpoint. Um, you know, you're creating this NFT collection, um, and I, the what would you say the the link between the NFT and what you guys are doing is? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the key is the NFT is a link to the space, all right? I mean, there's a huge weakness in security in the space. Um, 
you're going to see we're quite a bit different than maybe others in terms of, you know, we're not here to do a high cash grab, man. In fact, most people in cybersecurity are paid pretty well. Um, we're, we're more looking for user adoption right now, okay? Are people using our tools? Are communities using our tools? How do we get them more engaged? Which, which is a challenge because everyone's looking to make money and things like that in the space. So, so you've got to play a little bit with the NFT, the art, and that we will have to do some hype at some level to get people engaged. And then when you get enough people engaged and things like that, that's when you know other businesses will take a look at you and they'll start to pull into the space too and realize, okay, there's there's a huge community here. There's lots of different solutions that can be played and hopefully we have the best foundation for them to kind of come in and invest even further and speed up the development in the area. But, you know, the NFT really is, you know, hacker art's always created out there. So, you know, we've got a collection where we're kind of making some hacker art and, you know, all the art right now is defined by me, but uh, one of our later mints will we'll hire another artist and then, you know, leveraging that to kind of help keep some of the cost equal and reward users is probably the main thing we're looking at, not necessarily profiting off the mints at this point. Gotcha. So in terms of those utilities um, or the uses for the NFT, what would you say those are? Yeah, so, so the, the first thing will be access to the intelligence. So, um, you know, when we release our app, if you kind of look at communities like how Saluminati and them did their tool set, you, you know, you have to have the the PFP or the, the NFT to get into the app. Um, that That's how we'll start it on our side. And that allows us to kind of control certain things in dev that are maybe a little bit harder when it's completely open. So, so we're gonna be looking at the authentication and then also access to levels of data um, too. So there's gonna be things that we find that you may or may not want to share with even the general users. And we'll be looking at um, you know either certain collections or certain traits to um, keep those as deeper trusted group. I mean, I think one of the hardest parts we have of sort of releasing in this space is for me to find a dev or a mod or anything like that. I mean, I just have to 100% trust them with the access at some level. And I think that's one of the big worries we have moving forward is, okay, I've got a team of people I trust. And I mean, I, I've ran teams of 50 plus in the past, so sure I can bring others in. But, you know, if we don't have a trusted group as we move forward and keep the access restricted at certain levels to things, you know, that data can also be used against you where people will test it in labs and things like that and learn how to get around it as a result. So as a, as a security guy, you generally have trust issues, right? Is that how it usually happens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, we call it paranoid with tempered control. That's what we use. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you have to suspect most people, you, you know, what's their objective. And I mean, you can profile people pretty quick, but it's, you know, I definitely profile just about everybody I talk to really quick. Go, you know, what systems are they in? What are they doing? Why are they asking me these? And even in my own server, we, we did two contests. And, and, you know, some of it, I left some of the Discord stuff open to see what happens. And immediately on the contest, I've got people, you know, naming their accounts, the same thing, coming in, requesting their rewards. So I actually took the whole thing and kind of shared it with the community and showed them exactly like how difficult it is in the space. You do a contest every single time I've done a major contest. I have somebody else trying to claim the reward. And, and even, you know, I restricted the name stuff. The person kind of joined twice after looking at the naming convention and rejoined the second time with the same name. And I, I mean, it just goes to tell you how hard it is to, to kind of avoid the, the attackers in the space and to trust people. And they're going to get you if you're not on your game. Oh, yeah. Um, I still remember when I gave away the wrong Frogo. I, I gave away a Frogo to the wrong guy. That was my first time getting uh, scammed by someone on Twitter. That was not a good feeling at all. <laughs> you just gotta be vigilant, and you know, um, especially as project owners, we gotta. Yeah. We gotta be, I, ha have a zero tolerance policy. I've even seen where people are creating, um, like, say you do whitelist giveaways. People are creating the same name of the individuals who won. And going to go claim the whitelist in that other Discord. Oh, oh yeah, that, that's exactly on the the invite contest and that too. It's it's crazy. Um, so, so like we were talking about the bot and stuff. Uh, 
you know, months back when I got into this space, I actually looked at, uh, you know, Ada too. And I, I helped a person over there, uh, similar thing. I said, Hey, can't you just block these types of names in your, uh, discord? And, and that's kind of when I realized, okay, we need to go look at discord. Cause I mean, there's certain things you can block certain things you don't want to, maybe you just want to be alerted on it. But, but in reality, there should be an entire name list. And we've tracked a lot of those names, you know, right now that you should just deny if somebody changes, which is like your notifications, your announcements, all those things that come up and different derivatives of them. Yeah, uh, that's that's I guess like the the simplest way to to help protect people. And I think like doing even just blocking those simple things will make a big difference. Um, like it just makes it harder for the rug or the scammers to actually execute their scams, right? And uh, if, if, I mean, I always, we think about, you know, the cost benefit ratio. If, if that starts to go down, then scammers are just psychologically, um, you know, disin disincentivized to actually do things like that. Yeah, I think actually. one of the other things we may look at too, because I, I think there's an education uh, um, thing at, at some level. Uh, I mean, we, we may look at, uh, actually running what we would call like tabletops too with some people the problem is a little bit human resource intensive but but uh we're, we're going to look at this as we go forward as a way to educate so so think about like we actually run you know fishing games with groups and see who clicks on them and things like that and you know or you you run scenarios where you try to compromise the admins and things like that as we get bigger we'll, we'll probably start doing stuff like that because if you play on the ego of anybody on the lead team, it's not always that hard to get them until they're trained, um, you know, and they really start to to get in the mindset not to trust people as much. Yeah, I love I love when my job runs those. They, they run through our email. Um, I never fail because I'm too lazy to look at my emails. So jokes on them. <laughs> no, we we had the other day uh, one of the people I know, and I actually was just reading another group who had a, a similar thing, and they were blaming it on a bot, and it wasn't a bot, but uh, we, we had somebody reach out to a lead uh, and was trying to recruit them as an advisor in a community. And, and there's another one that looked like it might have been with so they were trying to associate with me bot. This one was with Capture Bot, and essentially they're. They're playing to the ego and kind of, hey, you need a job. You're looking to gain soul. Come over and advise my group. I heard you're the best, da, da, da. You know, and then next thing you know, they're getting you to click on links and they're compromising you. So, uh, you, you know, th those types of things are you've really got to kind of look at what are the characteristics of someone like that and, you know, check them first. And in some cases, they're getting pretty slick. I mean, I think they've got on voice chat, things like that with them. So they seem to be pretty legit. And the next thing you know, they're, they're trying to own you. I mean, I think one of the cool things that you guys are doing is that when you're building this community, you're creating it as like a place to gather intel, right? That's, that's what I'm reading from your website. Um, how do you see that sort of playing out? Um, do you think... Like, do people just submit the NFTs and tokens and then you guys go ahead and like do the investigations or will, will community members be actively engaged in like actually going through soul scan and things like that? No, it's, it's great. So, so we've got a couple things. For, for example, we, we have sectorh.soul already set up and a, a lot of people always ask me, what's the difference between that and trash.soul or mortuary or whatever? Uh, I don't want everything. The reality is we, we want the stuff that are scams. And I'll tell you why, because we, we do rip out the the uh, domains and stuff out of them. And then we go investigate them. So if you send them over to us, we're actually, you know, going through them. We're looking at the metadata before sometimes on the blockchain, they'll go over them, which helps us understand who's creating it. When are they creating it? Did they create three other communities at the same time? And are those a problem? Um, so, so we get intel based on how sloppy the actor is when you send them to us, and, and that helps. And then we also send out awareness on it. Um, I, I think that's kind of key. And then, and then there is a the tool we're building is like a crowdsourced intel submission. So. Um, and we will give our um, token for that that's called Intel. And then we'll have raffles and things like that to reward people, um, just like some of the other communities do with our token. Um, it'll be an internal token. But but that's how we're looking to kind of reward people for submitting. And these will be a lot more detailed than just the NFT. We're looking at Discord. We're going to be looking at trusted app names. where We're looking at domains, URLs, things like that. 
uh, images, you know, all kinds of stuff that we're, we're putting in the app. And we have it running in a beta. We haven't really released it to anyone in the community yet. But, but again, that, collecting that intel, and then I, I want to add one more piece. In the Discord, if I can get people talking about stuff all the time, and you know to just come into our Discord and see what's the latest scam, what are people talking about, has anyone heard of it, and kind of also getting people as a centralized place you know to communicate hey how do we solve this how do we you know has anyone seen this that's the other thing we want to come out of this too yeah that uh, is a cool idea <laughs> that is yeah. such a cool idea setting up that uh, sector h.soul yeah I got a whole wallet full for you I'll be yeah, sending exactly. those over <laughs> yeah throw them on over man we, we'll clean out your wallet I always get asked is, is, it, is it safe to send so, I mean, we've done a lot of stuff. In fact, we've got a really cool puzzle right now that has some stuff in the NFT image that no one's been able to crack right now. And uh, I mean, we know what you can do inside of an image. Um, you know, so you're okay sending it. We, we may also come up with another way for you to kind of like you stake and send it if you're you're nervous. But uh, you, you know, that right now we've not found any concern with sending anything that's malicious to us. It's usually clicking the domain and then connecting that is there. Uh, with that said, I, I'm not 100%. You know, we're still testing can we use an NFT in a different way to compromise something with something like PowerShell or Python, but I uh, haven't done it yet. Nice, man. And um, did you guys have a, a self-mate? Is that what I'm, what I'm reading on your guys' Discord? <laughs> sort of. So, so we started out... Um, I mean, we, we started out with, uh, this is part of the lure underneath, and those who are OG in, in, in the group know what we started out, we, we called ourselves, uh, you know, there, there's a rumor we called ourselves Slacking Club, and, um, you know, we were looking at bounty collections and kind of bounty hunting for stuff, and what I realized is that, you know, it took us more time to start building things out to, to really get things there, and then we also had hired an artist that came from the security community and you know i don't want to necessarily badmouth the person but uh we we we, we, we fell out there because i didn't trust where the art came from and it was the only person on the team i didn't know <laughs> um before and going back and, to those trust the, issues yeah absolutely and and then we you know i picked up another uh, part-time developer and, and what we did was really cool we, we kind of we sat through a whole evacuation of you know that server and evacuated people over to sector h rebranded and you know the core people who who came with us that are security people and, and it's kind of split security and kind of nft hardcore nft hardcore security people we brought them over and then we did a, a real quick you know stealth mint gave uh, some of them credit and then we kept part of it it was only 50 pieces we kept part of it yeah, and we've been giving those out as contests, and now we're kind of ramping to a larger mint that's, uh, you know, 1,337 pieces. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to reward the last few rings, but the, the rings also have a puzzle underneath, and then we thought that would keep things running pretty pretty good as we move forward if someone can crack that puzzle, because it's a way we'll use it for intelligence later, too. That's a pretty cool idea. So you're saying that each of these NFTs have a puzzle? It's, they all have a phrase. It's the same phrase in them somewhere if you can figure it out. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's come close to it yet. Um, yeah, you have one person who was digging down the right path. Uh, several have given up on it at this point. <laughs> yeah, but I, th I know somebody who would be very interested in this because uh, he was the one creating puzzles for, for Astral's whitelist giveaways back when we were actually minting. Oh, before God, we were minting. I don't even want to. <laughs> About this. Yeah, we, we believe this one might be the first one in this space used this way, uh, at least in Solana. I'm not sure in Ethereum, but uh, we, we may be the first ones to use this type of puzzle over here. And, uh, you know, if you if you go to like the hacker conferences and stuff, they're, they're full of puzzles. And a lot of times these days I don't go listen to talks. I just go try to attack the puzzles. And let me tell you, they're, they're hard. <laughs> they're, they're not easy at all. Sounds like a lot of fun. So, I mean, the common the common theme we have here at uh, Tribe of Fire is like we we talk to these great projects and these great builders, right? Just there's a lot of great minds out there in the space, and it just sucks because it really seems like all these great minds and great builders 
lack the marketing creativity, right? And I mean, I don't want to say you guys fall in the category, but you guys kind of do, you know, well, don't want to say don't. No, but man, keep it real. It, like, it, yeah, you know, I, I've got to, I got to pay the, you know, 30 to 50 soul to get people marketing or we, we slog through it. That's the reality. And you can, or you bought it and you're still yeah. paying a grand to have somebody bought it. And, and I've talked to people out bought and it's just not looked favorable. So we've, we've kind of gone away from things like that. Yeah. It just sucks seeing, you know, like, um, actual builders, actual teams who have the experience, like to actually bring value to the Solano ecosystem. And, you know, they're just getting beat out or not recognized by, you know, um, I don't know, whatever crap hype is going on right now. But, you know, it, and we've talked about it maybe with HUD and Land. I think another is uh, builders will win in the end. And a lot of these projects that are hyped and overvalued will be wiped away, especially during this bear market. But yeah, what your, what your team is doing is great, man. And, and just keep working to it. And and it might be a slow buildup, but I think eventually there'll be, you know, there will be the buildup for you guys. Yeah. And, you, you know, I mean, the, the beauty of a lot of people are, they're looking for quick money, which I get, you know, but in reality, money's built over time. Um, for us, again, it's more about user adoption and that. So, you know, we'll probably keep the mint cheap because it's more important to have people using and getting the name out, things like that. And, you know, most security things that you start up as a company, you know, they're, they're a, they don't make money for like five years or whatever. So, you know, I'll probably finance that myself if it, whatever it takes. I'm not too worried about that. It's, it's again it's how, how do we build something in a space i'm so tired of working for fucking people that uh at some point you know <laughs> i'll make this shit work and we'll go from there and a lot of it would treat it kind of like an open source community where if we can get our infrastructure kind of paid for as we're growing it that that's probably the biggest key we care about right now and getting users adopted yeah man yeah you guys are definitely a different breed we have a developer on our end and he's kind of the same way He's cut from that same cloth where he wants, you know, everything to be like open source. He wants it to be shared. He doesn't want to, you know, keep it for his own and make money off it. It's like, well, you're definitely different because most people want to, you know, protect their, you know, their product and, you know, just try to make as much money as possible off it. But you guys all want to share your ideas and and just make everything better. You know, yeah. control that asset <laughs> instead of controlling the product. Well, and what what happens in security usually that uh, it's it, like I said it, it's about adoption. Like if I had you know ten thousand people using our tool, then then VC will come in and commercialize the tool, and you'll still keep the free version anyway. So that that's you know how, how it usually goes. Or you just keep it open source and you don't care, and then you'll see people will donate and stuff like that to keep it alive. And you know, so, so I, I think there's a couple of routes for us. Um, you know, you can always get bought to by somebody if they, they want it. And that I got to be careful about because I got to make sure whoever's been supporting us and has NFTs that, you know, like one thing I hate is the top people always screwing over the people below. So just making sure that, you know, we're rewarding people right if we ever did decide to sell to somebody who's bigger, et cetera, in four or five years or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah no, that sounds cool, man. Definitely sorry. Companies don't come in and buy you know and then they don't do that right <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I bet, i've been through five acquisitions in, in security space it's pretty if you do the right thing and you get play and uh, somebody wants to figure out how to take it and monetize it so but again this is about right now absolutely we want to there's a lot of problems in this space there's a lot of people having issues some of its education some of it is it's just too damn easy to rob somebody i mean i've had people come to me and be like why are we helping? We should be the one stealing. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you're not the right person for the project. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's the reality is, you know, we do fishing scenarios, things like that. And uh, I'm sure I could make a million bucks draining people's wallets with a unique account pretty quick, but that's just, I got too much to risk in life. And, uh, that, you know, one, that's just the wrong thing. And hopefully we can help make it so that those people are spending more money than they want to try to get that, that, that drain back and get those fishing and all that working. Yeah, let's make it uh, more profitable for you guys to to build out the security infrastructure than for you guys to actually go in and hack people. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is the, probably the first time I've seen in, in my career, though, in like 20-something years that, you know, when you started security, you were like, oh, it wasn't even profitable to look at the other side. But with the ransomware and, and the crypto scams and stuff like that, you know, it, it is actually a, an inflection point where, you know, I'm sure some of the people in the community have decided to go the other way because you, you've really hit a point where, you know, corporations aren't treating people well. And then you, you on the other side, it's easy to make money. So, but I'll tell you, they do track you. They know where you're at. If they want to get you, they'll find you. Really? Okay. Well, that's that's good to hear because uh, I, I would very much like the guy who rubbed the, who drained my wife's wallet to to get what's coming. <laughs> it's usually just a matter of time. They leave enough traces, man. Awesome. Well, I mean, at, at the trial of fire, you know, um, we hear a lot of strengths, um, and we want to hear. You know, do you feel like your team has uh, or your project has any weaknesses that you guys want to or expect to have to work on? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, no one likes to market their weaknesses, but uh, I, I mean, the reality is we all have other jobs. But the thing is, most people in security work, you know probably 14 to 18 hours and you know we're all somewhat part-time on this that's probably the biggest thing at some point we will likely hire some people to offset that um, as we go forward but right now you know we're kind of taking it at our own pace especially because it's a bear market and you know nobody's going to frown on you for building I, I think that's the one thing um, the, the trust issue is is, is a, it's a strength and a weakness I mean, we're going to have to build a team of, you know, at some point between 10 and 30 people as we grow over the years. And, you know, how do we vet them? How do we get the right people? I mean, I don't I could probably bring in half that team myself, but there's going to be a point where we've got to bring in some outsiders and make sure we vet them right. So so the trust is, is a little bit of a it's a weakness and speed to grow, probably at some level. Um, and then, you know. I'm not, I'm happy to share my art, but, uh, you know, I've got 20 jobs <laughs> in my community right now. And at some point I'm looking for an artist for uh, our fourth art phase right now. And uh, th th that that's a, a weakness. We're not artists. I really uh, prefer, like art's fine as a hobby, but, you know, we need to get a real artist for what we're going to eventually do is a, a more hyped PFP mint, which is, uh, you know, a few minutes down the road and get that all set up. Awesome. And um, with that, um, oh, God, I just had a brain fart. Sorry, my kid's over here. I, no, I, I should have said marketing, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, good. Sorry, my kid's trying to turn off the Wi-Fi. Get up. Levi, get out of there. But, um, yeah, go ahead, Mel. And I totally had a brain fart right now. Give me one second. Yeah, no worries. Uh, what, well, what I was going to follow up with that was, um, I mean, it's especially with – the bear market, right? Like, I think everybody is kind of moving to that whole builder meta and uh, no one's going to blame anybody for taking some time to actually do it right. Especially with regards to security, right? Because security is definitely one of the things that uh, you don't want to get wrong uh, at the from the from the very beginning. So I'm, I'm happy that you're taking that mindset and uh, that you guys aren't rushing things. And that's going to help build a lot of trust, I think, that... Uh, that any sort of security company is going to need in order to to, to succeed. Um, the only thing that I'm like kind of concerned about is, um, will only the people who own your NFT be, have access to those tools? No, that's a great question. So we originally wanted to have a piece public, and we'll get back to there. We've got to first just make sure we're not being DOSed with bad data, okay? So that's why initially we're going to start with the PFP collection. We'll make it fairly cheap entry, but there will be a level of public access at some point. Once we know we've got enough controls built into the app to stop somebody from throwing me 5,000 domains that none of them are malicious and overloading our system and things like that. Um, that that's, that's really the concern is somebody really just giving us garbage data or overloading systems. So until we have controls built in for that, we won't open the public piece um, until that's ready. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. 
Yeah. The, the other part is mm-hmm. if we're powering communities underneath, like some of the wallet groups, things like that, it, you might be indirectly getting that data anyway and just not know it, um, you know, and then we'll we'll probably go into some type of consumption model with those groups. Uh, you know, if you pull a thousand items from us, it's this cost. You pull 10,000, it's this cost. So uh, that's probably what we'll look at. And we'll probably be one of the first ones uh, to dig into how does API to API with an NFT token work? And is that viable, et cetera, in this space? Yeah, I think I think that'll be really cool. So what do you, well, actually for, for the non-technical people, would you be able to explain what the like API to API would mean? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so... so so, so, for example, um, you know, let's take a wallet. So, so wallet groups, some of them have block lists inside of their app, okay? And their app may or may not be full Web3. It may be partial Web2, Web3, or whatever, where they're getting that list from a back-end database. Okay, if it is Web3, at some point, if they wanted to get real-time updates, say, from our block list, which will since we're tracking it at some point we'll supersede them and be faster at collecting the data so you know something that they might get a day or two later they might be able to get within minutes or hours from us as we get to that right point and what an api to api it's kind of just think of it as business to business application to application connection so we we would essentially allow them to either push or pull that data from us at some frequency. So if they wanted to check in every 10 minutes for new block domains and then put them in their wallet. So when that mint link is dropped, if you went 10 minutes later, it's already blocking you. That's exactly what I mean. That that application to application pull of that data is an example of an application programming interface of theirs reaching out to our application programming interface and pulling the data in. Nine, did you understand that? Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to dumb it down if you want. I, I, I need like doodle pictures in the bare minimum. That, that's that's my yeah. So, so, so think think of it this way, okay? When when you log into the website, you're on the roof. When we're dealing with the API, we're going through the front door. Okay. Yeah. Right. See, I even have trouble when they talk, start talking about tokenomics and faucets, and I start picturing water going into a sink, and then. It throws me all off, you know. I I've already told Melon I need that. What was the book called, Melon? The Dummies. Oh, like uh, <laughs> for dummies, like basically yeah, like whatever books. it is. I, yeah. I need those. <laughs> oh yeah, me too, man. Don't worry, <laughs> you're not so alone do, in that. We do we do post different uh, you know security resources. Uh, today we we posted a free summit for blockchain security or yesterday. Um, you know, those, those are other things. We'll, we'll bring some of that knowledge and news of different things that you can attend and just, you know, help keep up your knowledge where we're we're finding those resources and stuff and help centralize them. Again, we, we kind of want to be that centralized source in Solana for bringing that data to the community, um, which hopefully will get more people to hang out and just realize hey, if you're interested as a team or project, you know, there's going to be resources available through our community for you to to do and some of those are not ours some of them will be ours too as we move forward yeah Yeah, that's really exciting for me as uh uh, some like a project manager um just having that data available if it's trustworthy then it's it's definitely going to help with a lot of things that we're building and trying to keep people safe at the same time yeah and that that might be a little tip for you know you way smarter guys in the room you know a lot of us or a lot of people in the space are kind of like me, you know, where our learning might be different from your guys. Is the way you guys talk and explain things over the head. But if you can simplify it and make it relatable to, you know, like the average Joe, uh, if people understand everything, it'll be so much smoother. I'm going to put you on my list to run things by to see if they <laughs> pass the test. Hey. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's interesting because you, you get a lot of different people in the NFT space. Some who, uh, you know, they, they can't even read an official Links chat channel. Um, yeah, it's so. all over. <laughs> you know, on, on here we talked to, to what some aerospace engineers. We talked to lawyers. Now, you security. We've talked to the whole spectrum of, of individuals. But you got to think like the audience is also a way larger. <laughs> you know, spectrum of individuals. 
and majority are you can tell the way by the, the way they trade right they're, they're not the brightest in the group yeah and i i think there's also a level of like we've got to probably get some miscommunication going across instagram and that too where i know there's a lot easier to come from that space into here and you know again they, they may not be the most security conscious individuals let alone nft so you know looking at those audiences reaching out i, I think some of what you know, myself, I need to do is connect with other people more in the space, you know, and also just kind of see what some of their challenges are and, and, you know, are there other ways. But as we continue to grow, we'll, we'll get more in depth with that. I, I try whenever I hear there's a hack of a discord, I almost always reach out to leads and try to understand and see if they're willing to share, you know, and then that, that helps us kind of keep understanding things as well as, you know, where did it come from? Was it a user? Um, you know, the one I dealt with yesterday and today is it's from an Instagram account they were hooked into, you know, and I haven't looked at those cross border. Okay. How's that tie? And those are things we'll, we'll take a look and kind of investigate, you know, what are the hacks coming from one sector, one group to another and what are they leveraging stuff like that so that we can educate both sides. Nice. Well, we are getting close to the hour mark and I know Melon has a million other things to do, but, I really appreciate you coming on and talking. I mean, you, I think I think Melon might want to reach out to you after this, and and you guys have a have a talk because, yeah, man, you're you're a godsend, I guess. You're you're <laughs> you know you're doing things for this community that nobody else is kind of doing, and hopefully your guys' name gets out there more and, and more eyes are brought to you guys. Even have you considered yeah, like I, doing like? Can you guys hear me? Sorry. I think I cut off yep. for a second there, but um, yeah, thank you guys for coming on. It's uh, it's really great, and I and I definitely want to, to you know touch base uh, after this because um, you know protecting people in this space is definitely something that um, has always been one of my main objectives, and it seems like uh, you guys are the people to talk to when it comes to to doing that. Uh, actually, what uh, we're, we're working on some sort of a, a tool right now as well to, to try and protect people from scams and, and all these links. And maybe we can pull resources to, to have a bigger impact. Um, yeah, absolutely. And Mel, some of the, the key is, you know, we kind of don't necessarily want to be building competing tools. What we want to do is, you know, can we leverage the knowledge you have? Can we empower you to share that knowledge? And then maybe you still build your tool and we just help populate the data underneath it that helps it become you know a better tool in the long run that that's the way i would kind of think about us we're trying to come underneath the current set of tools because if everybody builds their own bot and all that okay how good are you going to be especially if you don't have the data to look across it board what if we look at all those bots those apps that you're building we look at what they do we're looking at all the intelligence we're going to be able to give you different ways to do it, even with your own tool set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's precisely the kind of relationship that I was envisioning. Um, well, it was really nice to meet yeah. you, man. Thank you for coming. Everybody on. coming together, find the good fight. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you, you, you both too, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll do the marketing shout out for both of us uh, too. Feel free to add on, but uh, you guys, you know, you've been awesome over there. Uh, I joined the Discord. Uh, I'm loving that you guys are, you know, chatting it up over there. So also feel free to jump into Sector H's Discord and, uh, you know, help join the security conversation. Yep, yep. I'm already in there, but Mel, I'm definitely be sending somebody to crack that puzzle. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, he's probably going to lose his hair. <laughs> but before we, before we go, I mean, uh, did you want to have any closing statements, anything you want to say about, you know, anything, open floor, go for it. I think the only thing is, uh, if anybody you know is listening to this, and I'll be down at the, the Yaku party tonight, and love to connect. I'll be down at Soul God's party tomorrow. Would love to connect, and um, you know, hey, just jump in. You know, again, we're not we're not a cash grab. Come over to Sector H, share your scams with us, ask us your questions, help contribute, and uh, you'll be smarter for it in the security mindset, as well as you'll you'll help the community. So, we look forward to welcoming everybody. Awesome. Thank you. And, you know, kind of like how Gary Vee said, yeah, he is Gary Vee, so he can say it. But when people go buy into his project, he tells them if you're here for the short or, you know, the quick flip, 
this isn't the project for you, right? Like once projects start feeling comfortable in saying that, I think it'll be better, right? Because security isn't a short-term thing, like you said, but if it gives you tools over the long-term, why wouldn't you? You know, if I buy your, you know, your NFT and it protects me on the daily, I don't need to try to flip it for two, three sold because you're protecting me and my wallet, right? I, I agree, but I do think people are investors in the space and you got to figure out how to reward them that two to three souls some way. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. that, that's what we'll try to engineer at the same time. I do get the space we're in. So how do I yeah. how, how do I take you to achievement, make you make double, triple off it and still stay in and contribute? That That's kind of where yeah, I'm trying to, to figure it out. Definitely tough balance in acts. And maybe I just have a different mindset, but I'm OK with that you know, making money off the NFT itself. But if you're bringing me daily value and utility, I don't need to make money off that, you know? I'm testing that right now of like, do, if we, you know, I I think it'll take time, but I I do believe if you communicate enough good knowledge and start doing things, you'll you'll eventually get there too, Um, you you know, but it's also gonna be really hard to mint out a certain number of pieces if you you don't have uh, another way or you you pretty much don't just give it away. You know. All right, but again, thank you very much. Um, we would love to have you guys back on, maybe a little month or two from now. Yeah, let's Hope do it after we uh, or after the men or right after we get the app out. Would love it. So thanks again, guys. Yep. Really appreciate the time. All right, that's good. Th- thank you, everybody. That is another episode of Kyle Genesis Trial by Fire. We today we have Sector H. They're bringing the cybersecurity world into Web three to protect us. And guys. If you like what they were talking about, check out their Discord and also their Twitter. And if you guys like what we're doing here in Trial by Fire, please check out our Discord and Twitter as well. And as always, friends, stay safe. Later. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Kaibu Genesis Trial by Fire. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please check out our socials down in the description. And as always, stay safe, friends.